0: Chapter 8 of The Ghost of Kingdom Come by Reverend Gerald T. Brennan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. The Devil Goes to Church. Before coming to Storm Castle, I had never met any ghosts. I had always thought that ghosts were awful people, people who frightened you, people who chased you through the dark. Since meeting the ghosts of Storm Castle, however, I had changed my mind about ghosts. Ghosts are really very nice people. At least, the great baron of Baghdad was a nice ghost. He liked my stories. I liked him. Oh, we were getting along very well. We were having a fine time together. I had been reading when the great baron of Baghdad made a very surprising appearance. The baron was still wearing his George Washington crossing the Delaware clothes, big broad black hat, Big soldier's cape, his flashing silver sword. The Baron came tramping loudly across my large room. What really frightened me was the way the Baron ghost was waving his sword. He was yelling and shouting, Forward, march, forward, march, attention! Oh! The Baron marched right up to me and swung his sword in salute before me. He looked at me and laughed. "'Well, Father Gerald, how do you like my marching? "'That's the way we used to march in the army.' "'Why, Baron,' I gasped. "'You frightened me for a moment. "'I guessed you loved being a soldier, didn't you?' "'Oh, yes, being a soldier is fine. "'But being a soldier is hard, too. "'Very hard sometimes.' "'What is the hardest thing a soldier has to do?' "'I asked the Baron. "'The hardest thing a soldier has to do is obey.' A good soldier must obey orders. Yes, Baron, I nodded. The hardest thing for a soldier, for anybody, is to obey. To obey orders. Let me tell you a little story. You would have liked Johnny Conlon. His friends called him Jocko for short. Everybody in school liked Jocko. There wasn't a mean streak in his whole body. Good at home, good at school. Yet, Jocko was no sissy. He managed to slip into lots of trouble, but Jocko was always square. That's why everybody liked him. Jocko Conlon must have brought a great deal of happiness to his mother. Poor Mrs. Conlon had been sick for a long time. Jocko was always on the job to help her. He brought up the coal, ran errands, even dried the dishes. Many a step he saved his mother. I don't think that Jocko Conlon knew what it meant to disobey. He was Johnny on the spot whenever his mother asked him to do anything. Many mothers would have given anything to have had Jocko for their boy. Mrs. Colin had been in bed for three weeks. It was pretty hard to have mother in bed, but never once did Jocko complain. Every night he prayed for his mother. He knew God was listening. He knew God would hear him. "'I know what I'll do,' said Jocko to himself. "'I'll go right to Jesus's house and tell Jesus about my mother.' When Jesus hears how sick mother is, I just know that he will hurry things along. Every night after school, Jocko went to the church. There he was alone with Jesus. Jocko liked Jesus' house. He felt that he was very close to Jesus. Every night he told Jesus about his sick mother. Every night he asked Jesus to make his mother well. As Jocko left the church one night, he met a man. He was a rough-looking man. The man gave Jocko a fierce look. Jocko was afraid. He ran all the way home. He said nothing to anybody. Sure enough, the rough-looking man was outside the church. The next night, and the next, and the next. Jocko didn't like the man. The man didn't seem to like Jocko. The man didn't speak. He just looked. That look was enough. Who can he be? What does he want? Why is he there every day? These were the questions Jocko asked himself. He wondered. Jocko kept up his visits with Jesus. Every day Jocko went to the church, and every day that terrible man was outside the church. It was Thursday. Jocko was kneeling in the church. He heard someone walk down the aisle. That someone came closer and closer. That someone stopped right where Jocko was kneeling. Jocko looked up. It was the rough looking man. Jocko was scared. Jocko was afraid. The man wore a black coat. He laughed at Jocko. Jocko was cold. He shook all over. Then the fierce looking man pulled back his cloak. He was dressed in red. Jocko knew who he was. He was the devil. The devil. The devil. The devil. Jocko's hair stood up straight. He screamed. He yelled. The devil laughed. What do you want? screamed Jocko. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. "'Go away!' Strange as it may seem, the devil was nice to Jocko. He told Jocko not to be afraid. He promised not to touch Jocko. "'I have watched you for days,' said the devil. "'I have followed you. You seem to be a pretty good boy. Maybe you think that you are better than I am.' "'I am better,' cried Jocko. "'I am better. I want to be better, much better than you.' The devil laughed. He laughed out loud. You would never think that he was in God's house. "'I am just as good as you are,' boasted the devil. "'I can do everything that you can do. In fact, I can do some things better. You have to eat, and I never eat. You have to sleep, but I never sleep. You have friends, but not as many friends as I have. You play a little, but I play all the time.' Why, I can do anything that you can do. Then the devil stopped. He seemed to be thinking. He hung his head. No, Jocko, I'm wrong, said the devil. I have made a mistake. There is one thing that I find pretty hard to do. It's the one thing in which you beat me. What is it? What is it? Asked Jocko. The devil waited. He spoke. I FIND IT HARD TO OBEY. I HATE TO OBEY ANYBODY. THEN THE DEVIL HURRIED OFF. HE WAS GONE. NEVER AGAIN DID JOCKO SEE THE DEVIL. NEVER AGAIN DID THE DEVIL GO INTO THE CHURCH. HE WAS GONE. GONE FOREVER. IT WAS A HAPPY JOCKO Conlon WHO LEFT THE CHURCH THAT DAY. ALL THE WAY HOME HE SEEMED TO WALK ON AIR. I'M BETTER THAN THE DEVIL. I'M BETTER THAN THE DEVIL. Over and over, Jocko sang those words to himself. I am better than the devil. I am better than the devil because I obey. The devil, said the Baron, could never be a soldier. But little Jocko Conlon would make a fine soldier. Jocko Conlon knows how to obey. Yes, Baron, I insisted. Everybody in this world must obey. Everybody. Pardon me, Father Gerald, the Baron interrupted. I must be going. What is the matter, Baron? I asked with surprise. You seem to be in a hurry. Well, Father Gerald, the Baron was smiling. St. Peter told me to get back to heaven a little earlier. He thinks I am staying out too late these nights. I must obey St. Peter, Father Gerald. You know, St. Peter is mighty important up in heaven, just like a general in the army. The Ghost Baron was gone. I laughed to myself when I thought that even up in heaven people must obey orders. End of chapter 8